What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, we are an entrepreneur podcast unlike any other on earth. Uh, you and your family and your friends live inside of a box. And my job is to help you move outside of that box. Society tells us all how we're supposed to live, how we're supposed to work, how we're supposed to behave. And what you need to realize is that society also has a plan for you. And that plan is for you to live in a mediocre box your entire life, serve other people, uh, help other people make money with you making very little, and come to a point where when you're used, you're tired, and it's time for the next generation to come along, you get crumpled up and thrown in the fucking trash. And my goal, our goal with this project, which this is exactly what this is, is a project. It's a movement. It's a cultural correction is maybe the best way to say it against the politically correct, the fucking bullshit things that our teachers teach us, uh, the limiting beliefs, all of the things that have taken the greatness of American work ethic and, 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 and accomplishment out of our society over the last 30 years. This is a fucking movement against that. So what you're going to get here is you're going to get real practical advice. The reality from real people who have done real shit regardless of what the fucking world has told them. And I'm a prime example of that. Okay. Now, Tuesdays, we have practicality podcast, which that's what we're going to have today. That's going to be things that you can actually take, go out and use to help you create a better life for yourself, whether that be, uh, you know, financially, uh, socially, relationship wise, physically, all of these principles of being an entrepreneur are the same because they're the principles of success, not just entrepreneurship. So if you don't actually own a business and you work in a business, these principles still apply to achievement. So don't tune out because you think, oh, well, I don't own a business. You're going to miss out on some very valuable info. I would honestly say that our podcast is at least half uh, mindset and, and the other half is practical advice for success. So uh, even though we're, we're categorized as an entrepreneurship podcast, I think our scope stretches far beyond that reach. Um, as always, my co-host here, uh, Vaughn Kohler, the pastor of disaster. He's here to help me out. What's up, my man? Things are good. And I have to tell you, I feel like you've been hitting your stride with it when it comes to, uh, to your snaps because I particularly enjoyed the integration of more country music type of snaps. Oh yeah. Like the best one ever was the, uh, don't pretend you don't know, you know, which one on a train bound from Dover. Oh I yeah. I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. Yeah. Who doesn't know that song? Oh yeah. But the, that's a classic song. Right. That's the best. Yeah. Tyler. You don't know, know fucking Kenny Rogers, yeah. the gambler. Yeah. Everybody knows that even your fucking fake California ass. Yeah. Unfortunately, Kenny Rogers has kind of given himself over to plastic surgery. But hey man, Whatever you got to do. the song is still fucking, awesome. Dude, whatever you got to do. You know, yeah. I, my snaps, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people try to box themselves in with, like, what they identify with. Like, one, like, oh, I love rap music, and that's all I listen to. Or I love country, that's all I listen to, because I'm a country guy. Dude, I like good, good shit. Like, one day, if I'm feeling country, I'm going to listen to fucking country. I'm going to listen to Jamie Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the next day, or an hour later, I could want to listen to fucking 2 Chains or fucking... You know, Drake or, uh, you know, whatever I'm listening to. You know what I mean? Like, right now I'm listening to ASAP Fergie or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. I have no idea yeah. who that is. But Rocky. ASAP Rocky. In your mind, who's the best country music singer of all time? Jamie Johnson, by far. Hmm. By far. By far. Are you familiar with his stuff? No. Oh, dude. If you like country and you don't know Jamie Johnson, then you don't even when know. When did he start? Dude, he's, he's relevant now. Oh, he's relevant now. Yeah, okay. but I mean, he's... He started out as a writer, like he was behind the scenes, just a writer. Then he started singing, uh, and now like he's kind of under the radar for a lot of people because he doesn't get radio play. But like, if you're into country music, you, you he's real country music, uh, like Hank Williams Jr. Exactly kinda. like yeah. that, but yeah. like more modern, but same like same 
eras feel, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. pop. It's real shit. Well, I like the fact that you post a lot about your dogs, and that actually raises a question in my mind. I was going to ask you. I've been meaning to ask you this. If you were planning on going into business with somebody, and you had you know, met the guy, seemed like a good guy, and then he came over to your house, and your dogs had a very, very negative response to him, like they hated him. Yeah. Would that yeah. make you reconsider? It would be a deal killer, for sure. Would it be a deal killer? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think animals have an innate sense about people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think you could tell a lot about somebody's character by the way animals react to them. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen uh, – I've had enough experiences to know that, like, you know, like if I, I can go up to anybody's dog, no matter how mean it is, and the, the dog will fucking like me. You know what I mean? I yeah. think they have a, the ability to, to sense, like, intentions. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Um so guys, I'm just going to jump into the topic right away. Um, you guys have all heard me say many times, you know, entrepreneur is the new rapper or it's cool to be an entrepreneur right now. And now what you're starting to hear people say is, you know, you need to add subject matter expertise to your products. You have to become the expert. You have to become the guy. Well, I've been saying that forever. You know, this isn't a new concept. And today I want to dive into like the actual in detail, non-confusing language of what that actually means. Cause we hear all these things, macro, micro, uh, this, that, blah, 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 get practical. You know, we hear all these buzzwords, but what the fuck does that actually mean? And that's what we want to break down today. You know, um, the, 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 the thing right now I feel like with entrepreneurship is that you have a lot of guys out there trying to talk over the intelligence of their audience so they can feel, so, so their perception is, wow, this guy's really smart. I need to dig in and see what he's talking about. When in reality, this is very simple fucking shit. You know, this is not a new concept. This is not something that, um, was invented last week or last month. Or last year, you know, we've been doing this in my business since the day we started in 1999. And that's how we built our business, you know, into what it is today. And that's how we're going to continue to build our business into what we want it to be. Um, and, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get into the practical, uh, the practical, you know, nitty gritty how to, to actually become an expert uh, on subject matter so that you can actually sell shit. All right. Uh, So the first thing is, you know, becoming a subject matter expert that can back up your product or services. And two, how do you develop that subject matter expertise culture into your business with your, your entire employees? It's not enough for you to be the only expert. Every single person that represents your brand, and we have thousands of people that represent our brand, by the way, has to become a subject matter expert. They have to be able to become the brand. Okay, and what I mean by that is like everything that they do, everything that they say, everything that they post needs to somehow represent the culture of the brand. And we're going to talk about why this is important and what it means. Absolutely. And um, I think I think what you're talking about is what you said earlier about being the guy. Right. Wait a minute. Did yeah, was, yeah. That, was that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Was yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if that was uh, yeah, edited no. out, but yeah. no, it's being the guy. It's being a resource. It's not just being someone who sells someone something, but being someone who actually provides like a holistic experience for someone. Right. And that's what you're going to talk about today. Well, yeah, because dude, right now, like especially with Facebook ads, and especially with, uh, you know, the way thing, because marketing has changed tremendously. It used to be like. You had to get to a certain level, like grinding it out so that you could afford to advertise on radio, cable, TV, print, because that shit was expensive. And, and the way that, that the nature of that beast is, is very hard to target, all right? Then it started changing, and we started getting into like where you have Google AdWords, and now you have Facebook ads. And now the little guy, which is most of you guys listening, has the ability to market and brand and, and do to build a brand through these new channels, but they're not understanding how to build a brand because we've gotten so targeted on our marketing that everybody's looking for a direct ROI on their fucking spend. So what I mean by that is this, you have two kinds of ways that you can market. You have brand branding, and then you have direct response and every direct response is a call to action where you're selling a shit right now today, like by now, Branding is a long-term strategy to get people to identify certain feelings about your brand, all right? And because marketing has become so targeted and our ability to target people has become so 
pointed and so specific. We have so many guys out there that have totally thrown branding to the wayside, which is stupid because branding is what's going to carry your company long term and gone totally for ROI, direct response. Let's make a dollar today. And so for that reason, they don't look at things like how to become an expert in the subject matter because when you're doing a direct response ad, it's, it's really not that important. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the things that I, I'd, I'd love to mention before you actually get into the basic principles is you have, you have often said that when you're an entrepreneur, you have to learn to live with tension. And so there's a tension between what you really want and what you already have. There's the tension between aggressive patience, like, right. you know, Instant working, gratification. Yeah, working hard right. for what you can accomplish today, but also realizing that it's going to take some time. Right. And this is another area where I think there's also is tension. And the tension is um, you can't just focus on a single product and the details about that product. You have to constantly have the big picture of the whole industry, of the whole field of knowledge. And that's what you're talking about here is holding that tension uh, together and constantly working of, yeah, I know a lot about my product, but I know about everything else that's abs- that's in any way connected to it. Th- that, yes, 100%. That's actually the first thing I wanted to talk about was because like so many people focus on a single external problem for the customer and they're missing the big picture because the goal should be to solve like the internal problem, the universal problem that these people face. Because if you could solve the universal problem that these people face, not just by selling them a product, but by helping them through the process of solving the problem, now you're creating a situation where your customers are way more likely to tell real stories of real success or real awesome experiences with your product or service, which is what's going to organically scale your brand. And people, you know, you hear this all the time right now because, dude, we do have a lot of these entrepreneur guys out there speaking in fucking code. You know, like, they're spe- dude, I'm a fucking pretty well-respected entrepreneur and there's a lot of shit these motherfuckers say. I have no fucking clue what they're saying. <laughs> right. What the fuck are you saying? Oh, we, we, we got to fucking scale this and that and this and this and this and this and that, blah, 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 fucking practicality and fucking, uh, you know, uh, just all these fucking code words that like the average dude listening has no clue. And it's so important for you to say that because the average dude listening hears them, has no idea what they're saying. And it makes and, them feel stupid. Right. 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 And, but that's the goal. That's the goal. The goal is to make them feel dumb so that the person saying the shit feels like the expert. Right. Like, dude, I hear these fucking 20 year old kids speaking in this code and I'm like, bro, you're way overcomplicated. But they're doing it on purpose. It's a marketing strategy. That's how they're trying to define themselves as an expert. I've just found it much more effective to speak in regular fucking English to help people actually get a result. You know what I mean? So, so you mentioned the, the external right. and the internal. Tell me right. a little bit more so, about that. So for example, like <clears throat> people are, and this goes back to what I was saying about the, the way that we market now. People get so focused on selling a single product or trying to get something to sell a, a direct ROI on an ad that they've forgotten about the problem they're trying to solve. Like, for example, if you're selling makeup to women, you don't want to just become the expert at a certain kind of lipstick and how this lipstick applies and, you know, what it does for the person when they apply it, which is the external problem you're solving. You want to become the expert on what it takes to make women feel attractive and beautiful all the fucking time. You know what I mean? You want to put out content that's going to contribute to that to that, whether it be their exercise routine or their mentality of how they think or the words they use, the internal dialogue, you want to become the expert on how to make someone feel beautiful so that they feel obligated to use your lipstick. Sounds like what you're saying is you don't focus on just the means, you focus on the end. In other words, no, no, you focus on you focus on on the entire issue, not just not just like, oh, I'm gonna the lipstick analogy is actually purposely designed to to represent what I'm talking about because it covers up the issue at hand, right? Yeah, right. Literally. Right. So, like, you know, while a woman might feel attractive because she uses a certain kind of lipstick, uh, if she's still 60 pounds overweight or she's unhappy with uh, the way that her life is going or the psychology of her relationship or all these things, like, that's going to not make her feel good in the long term so like if a company came out and they put out overall wellness content 
to contribute to what, because that's why people are really buying lipstick, right? They're buying right. lipstick so they fucking feel good. So let's contribute to them feeling good with all different kinds of content and become the expert on how to fucking feel good. And we'll have no fucking problem selling our lipstick. You see what I'm saying? Right. So you're going to deeper universal human, yes. human I mean, needs. Dude, for example, like in our business, you know, we, everybody knows we sell fucking supplements and, you know, let's just talk about protein powder. You know, I, I, I'm, our company is widely respected as the greatest protein manufacturing company on earth. I mean, I don't think you'll even find a competitor that would disagree with us. Um, you know, but I'm not just an expert on the exact manufacturing processes of the protein powder, which I am. Okay. I'm an expert on everything it takes to achieve optimal health, peak performance, peak mental acuity, peak mental strength, all of these things. How the fuck do you think I became somebody who has a podcast that's 50% motivation? It's not because I sell fucking protein powder. It's because I focus on how we can get people everything they need to get the optimal result. And that's why our company's been successful. It's not just about the protein powder. In fact, I would say as good as our products are, which they're the best, I would say most of our customers stay with us because of all the other shit that we do to help them. And I, I, I just, I, I firmly believe that in my soul to be true. You know, experts by their nature are considered experts because they have comprehensive knowledge. They're not just an expert at one thing. They're not just a fly-by-night marketing company trying to run Facebook ads at people who want fucking lipstick. They're people who know how to help people solve not only the problem on the surface, but the problem under the surface as well. Because people value that much more than the actual product that they're buying from you. You know, <coughs> Does the product have to solve a problem? Yes. Does it have to do what it says you do? Yes. Does it have to provide, uh, do you have to provide an over-the-top experience? Yes. But the way you really build a brand is by taking people and helping mold them into someone that they want to be. And that's what we're talking about here. So it, it goes to... I mean, it makes sense that if that's the case, then you're basically saying that the prerequisite of all this is you have to love the whole field in which your product is a part. Because if you don't, I mean, it's like it's like a guy that would sell a banjo and then hates country music, hates bluegrass. But the, but the thing like, is, how could they the reason be a most businesses are failing right now is because what you're describing is exactly how they look at it. They're looking at a business as a money-making opportunity. They're looking at a business like... Like we get all these young people, young bucks that I call them, you know, emailing us in for the, for sell a factor. We just went through the questions for the first couple episodes the other day. I mean, so many of them were like, I want to make money, but I don't know what product to sell. Dude, you're looking at this the wrong fucking way. You need to think about this. What problem do I observe and how can I help solve that problem? And why do I care about that problem? And the answer is probably going to be because you have that problem. And when you figure out that you can help solve a problem that you actually have, that you've dealt with, that you have experienced and had real issues with in your life, that means you're going to have a, the ability to really communicate with people on that level so that they can understand that you understand what they're going through. And when you can develop that connection, the money's going to fucking be there. So Howard Schultz of Starbucks, I heard him one time say that we don't sell coffee we sell an experience of sophistication. There's no question. So that's what you're talking about. Well, yeah, dude. Think about it. And he's right on. Think about it. Starbucks, the guy's selling fucking $5 shit that costs 50 cents. You go to the gas station. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because when you walk into Starbucks, you feel like you're fucking smart. You feel like you're doing something important. You're like, you know, and, and the average sheep consumer falls for it. They're like, ah, you know, I got my little Starbucks. Like, dude, think about it. Everybody's got, there, there's a there's a stigma or a, a image of Starbucks. I, I, I say stigma. Most people would look at it as a positive thing. But, like, here it is, right? I'm walking down the street with my fucking Starbucks. I got my fucking leather attache, you know, and I've got my $300 fucking shoes. And I got my nose in the fucking air. And I'm important. Right. And that's what Starbucks sells. That's what Starbucks sells. Absolutely. And you know what? It sells like a motherfucker because who doesn't want to feel good? Who doesn't want to feel important? They're not selling you the fucking coffee. They're selling you the feel good. 
the profit margins on their cups of coffee must be insane. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. But but I mean, that's what we're talking about here. We're that's branding. That's not an ROI on a fucking Facebook ad. That's not uh, you know, a profit margin on a fucking keychain that you're selling, you know, via Google AdWords or a flashlight. Dude, if you want to make and, and it's important to think like this because like and there's some people listening right now, I know this, who are sophisticated, smart people. They're like, yeah, Andy, but I could take this product and I can run it for two months or three months and make fuck a couple hundred grand through these this and that. Yeah, you can. But you got to consider this. Do you want to have to fucking hustle like that your whole life? Or would you rather take that money that you could make and turn it in and roll it into building a real fucking brand that's worth something? That's that'll let one day some company's going to come pay you fucking nine figures for that you could fucking re- then you, you're not having to chase, you know, the next thing every three fucking months. You know, you, you there should be short term and long term strategies to your business life. And what and, and if you're a fucking if you're not a, a business owner or something like that, and let's say you're working inside a company, the thought process is, is no different. The thought process is still, how can I help my company sell this thing or create this thing that customers want? Not the product, but the experience, the feeling, the actual what we're trying to convey from a branding message. Because if you can think about that and figure that out and help create that, you're extremely valuable within your company. Extremely valuable. The other thing that the fly-by-night people do, and they're usually young, and they Dude, make I this... Got guys, I got, hold that thought. I have friends that do this. Like That's all they do. They're affiliate marketers. They make a lot of money. Like, dude, I got good friends that make a lot of fucking money doing affiliate shit. They got the next product. But I'm going to tell you right now, every single, all of them, every single one of them, all of them. And I got dudes, I'm talking about dudes who make huge amounts of money, eight figures a year, personally, okay? All of them tell me the same thing. Dude, I wish I had something that I didn't have to fucking always feel like I'm like, you know, going from this to that to the next thing and chasing this, you know, like they all wish that they could figure out how to fucking do what we're talking about right, right. now. Right. And they're making eight figures because That's the right. point I was going to make is that the fly by night people and the people are so excited about making, you know, 200, $300,000. Usually they're young kids because they don't realize when you get older that, you know, $200,000 doesn't really go very far. Not when you're I mean, young. You're going to be out of that in a couple of years. Dude, Maybe not even that. Those motherfuckers, like, dude, when you're fucking in your 20s and you get 200 grand, it'll be gone in one year. Right. There is no question. Right. Like, because you're going to go buy a fucking watch, you're going to buy a couple cars, and and then you're going to look at your bank account and you're going to say, fuck, I only got 40 grand left. And that 40 grand is going to go into something else stupid. You know what I mean? Because you're stupid. Because you're young. And everybody's stupid <laughs> when they're young. All of you listening right now, you just don't realize it, that you're stupid. Right. I'm still fucking stupid. So if I'm stupid, you're stupid as fuck, too. So let me restate the principle so people can get it clearly. You can't. Make it your ultimate goal to solve a single external problem for your customer. You use the example of just making your lips lips look nice. You have to make it your goal to solve a universal internal problem. So in this case, uh, helping women feel attractive or beautiful. Shameless plug for my wife. All right? Emily. If you guys follow me, you should be following my wife too, Emily Frisella on Instagram. Um, she has her own little brand and I never really post about it cause she doesn't, act, she asked me not to cause she wants to do it on her own, which I respect, but I am going to talk about it right now. She has a cookbook. Okay. Um, that promotes healthy cooking. All right. And it's not like healthy cooking. It's called fresh farmhouse kitchen. It's a book that's like soul food, but it's fucking a healthy version of it. All right. And She's been doing great. She's been building an awesome brand. She, her recipes are top-notch. Uh, you know, that's part of the reason why I've lost 75 pounds in the last 12 months because I've been eating all the shit out of her cookbook because she tries a new recipe every night. So, I mean, there's no question that it works. But what I want to talk about here is the brand behind the book. Like, what she's doing, she understands something very well. She's not just selling the cookbook. She's selling the lifestyle of her, all right? Which is great, because, and it's genuine. It's not like a put-on thing. Dude, she's a wholesome country girl who fucking has real strong values and, and believes in living a certain way that's really in stark contrast to most of the females that are out there right now. Um, she believes in old-school, you know, 
old school American values. And she talks about that through her snaps. She talks about it through her posts. She talks about it, you know, when she's making her recipes. She talks about all and and dude, females see this and they're like, you know what? I want to be I want to be more like that. I want to be a part of that. And it's not just I'm selling the recipes. It's that I'm selling the lifestyle. I'm selling what I want to feel like. You see what I'm saying? She also solved the problem, which is there are a lot of people who want to eat healthy, but they don't want to be associated with the the only thing I ever eat is alfalfa spray sprouts, and, and I'm kind of right. kind of the kind of the Starbucks right, right. that you were talking about earlier. Right. That they don't want to be the vegan, right? You know, right. I don't know how to no, just, it. describe yeah, it, but right. they want to be down home. Right. And so Emily solves that right. with her brand exactly. So like, you know, it's not a matter of. I mean, if you want a good example of it, go watch her because it's not her selling the fucking book or selling a recipe. It's her selling a life. And that's what you have to think about. You know, what what do you want your product to represent from a, what does it stand for? And this is the beginning of building a culture, which is important because when you build a real culture around your brand, you insulate yourself from your competitors because no matter what price point your competitors sell at, what their products are, it doesn't matter. People say, I associate with X, and X is your brand. And when they, when they feel like you they associate with you like the people who associate with first form they're not going to other companies it's not even a question we're all part of a fucking team here we're part of a movement and we're on a mission and we all see the same thing we're not out you know when it comes time to buy next month's supplements we're not considering what to buy it's already an automatic we know what we're buying and that's that's what you have to you know work towards with your brand if you're going to sustain a long term you know initiative with your brand so right right. anyway so point number two uh yeah okay that was point number one was long when it comes to educating yourself as the expert deep is always better than wide all right and you're gonna have some people who are gonna say oh that's the that's the lingo that we don't understand you know because you always hear deep is it go deep don't go wide but let's talk about what that really means i mean let's let's just because we ran long on the first point I could skip all the perverted jokes um, on deep is better than <laughs> I was wide. waiting for that. Yeah, because we all know that wide is way better than deep. <laughs> but let's be real. What does that actually mean? What, what does it mean deep is better than wide? Here's what I mean from an entrepreneurial aspect, all right? Who's more of an expert? The guy who has skimmed through 50 books by people who really don't know shit or the guy who has mastered the concepts by someone who knows everything about the subject and they've mastered it okay it doesn't matter if you know a little bit about a lot of things you know there's that saying jack of all trades master of none you don't want to be that guy you want to be the fucking master on at least one point and that point needs to be whatever the fuck your problem is that you're trying to solve and i'm not saying make the best lipstick again that's not the problem the problem is make people feel beautiful Get it? We're not, it's not the best protein. It's how to help people succeed and being successful with their fitness goals and feel good about themselves. You follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, and this is so relevant because you, in the entrepreneur space, you always have people. I mean, I see these people all the time. They're always bragging, oh, I just read 10 books this week well, or I read a book a day or whatever. And okay, great. How much did you remember? I mean, you just, you just, I mean, are you just reading to, to, to get some sort of street that, no, cred? That's, that's, that's our culture. Everybody wants attention. So that's a way to get attention. You know, you know, re- skim through a book, remember one quote, say I read this book this week, and it doesn't fucking matter. What matters is is that you could take whatever you, you consumed, turn around and fucking teach it to someone as if you fucking made it up yourself. Right. All right? That's what going deep means. All right? Every industry has all these books and resources and everything, but the best resources always 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 the ones that are mentioned over and over and over and over again those are the ones that you need to fucking read and know as if you could teach it to a group of a thousand fucking people all right you can't just know a little bit about it you've got to understand and and i always say like you do you don't really know something unless you could teach it i believe that like if you if you can't teach the concepts that you're and this goes for people if you're in a job right now too like and 
I know you motherfuckers that work for me are listening, and I have a lot of them. If you can't teach the concepts that I teach you, you don't know them. That's the truth. And you're never going to be great in our company until you can teach those concepts. And that goes for anybody else that works in any other company too. Um, But once you master these resources, and I I don't mean like kind of know it. I mean like fucking know it to where you could stand up in front of a seminar and teach this shit. That's what going deep means. That's what mastery means. That's what becoming an expert means. And a lot of people, you know, they don't really even understand what fucking being an expert means. You know, they truly think that being an expert is perception of an expert. Like, oh, like, dude, you know, I've, I've got all these fucking books in my office and I took a picture of it. And then people perceive me an expert because it's perception. But how much of that can you stand up in front of an audience and fucking teach? How much of that can, can you write about? How much of that do you truly understand? That's what being a fucking expert means. You know, it's not perception, man. It's, 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 it's deep. That's what deep means, you know? So, like, when you hear these buzzwords, deep and wide, understand, we're talking about mastering a subject. We're not talking about knowing a little bit about a lot of things. I, I think, dude, if you listen to this podcast, because so many guys including Gary, Gary V, which, you know, he's my boy. We fucking talk. I just talked to him yesterday, you know, and we don't agree on everything, which is why we're fucking boys. You know, we, we push each other and challenge each other to think, and that's okay. But like, dude, Gary likes to use his fucking buzzwords. He likes to use buzzwords. And I wish Gary would slow the fuck down and explain to people what the fuck those things meant. And I think he would be a lot more effective in what he teaches. So he, he likes to use deep and wide. So I hope you guys now understand what the fuck that means, what deep means versus what wide means. If you learn nothing else, learn that because being deep at something and mastering something and becoming an expert, a true expert at something is always much more valuable than being the guy that knows a little bit about a lot of shit. I love that you mentioned buzzwords because I think you're right. So many people think that if you learn the jargon, you're an expert. And when I was, when I was in college- well, see, here's the thing. Like, I want to clarify something. Yeah. Like, Gary is an expert. All right. Yeah. Like, like legit. Like, yeah. And I wasn't talking about no, no, Gary. No. I was but like, so like when I criticize him, I'm not criticizing him from a fucking like trying to discredit him. Like Gary and I sit down. The conversations are fucking amazing. Like he's a, he's a very, very, very smart guy. So what I'm saying is, is that if he took a little bit of time and, and just kind of slowed, slowed down a little bit, which is against Gary's nature because he's so fucking he's on level 1000 all the time he could affect a lot more people more positively. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not saying he's not an expert. The fucking no, guy knows, he knows his shit. And, you know, and like when I say we don't agree, we agree on like 95% of everything. But that 5%, that just comes from different perspectives on the routes that we've gotten there. You know, we're him and I, we, we run different style companies. Our revenues are real similar. I think he's doing it like 150. We're doing it like 150. You know, and we're going to get we're we're very similar. Our routes, we both started a very small uh, retail operations. Um, You know, it's it's similar routes. It's just, you know, that five percent difference is what makes I think what makes the relationship between him and I really cool. Because like, dude, even when we speak together, we fucking argue about little things. (laughs) And I think that's good for people to see because there's not only there's not just one way. There's not just only Andy's way or only Gary's way or only, you know, Tony Robbins way or whoever the fuck you want to say. There's other ways. So like when you hear me say this is the way, that's that's the way I did it. That doesn't mean that so and so might not have done it a different way. But I guarantee you if you took all the people that you watch, Grant Cardone, Gary, because mostly we have overlap with all these people, right? You watch Grant, Gary, myself, and you sat us in a room and we're talking 95% of the shit is the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the 5% is the shit that like makes the conversations awesome, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's two things that I think about as you're talking. One is the last thing you said is I think is the difference between rules and guidelines. So rules would be like, you know, there are specific hard and fast rules. Yeah, in the game like you got to solve a fucking real problem. Right, right. Those are the rules. Right. But when you talk about principles, all you're saying is this is what's worked for me. 
this works. And I think that's where you're saying Gary might have a set of principles that have worked for him. You might have a set of principles that have worked for you. But the rules of business right. are inflexible. But what I was going to say real quick is that when I was in college, I was actually a DJ for the campus radio station. And one of my jobs every day for like a semester was to read like the, the stock report or the Dow Jones. And every day I'd get on and be like, and the Dow Jones went up 3.45, whatever. And I would do this over and over again. And somebody asked me at the end, you know, at the end of the semester, like, so are you an econ major? I said, no, I, I have like literally no idea what I'm talking about. And one of the things that I, I think is so important to point out you identified Gary as an expert, you are as an expert, but just because people use the jargon and know the buzzwords doesn't mean they have any idea what they're talking about. In order, in order to be a master, that takes time, and you've been at this for 17 years, Dude, and Gary's you, been at this for if you want to however fuck with somebody, long. If you want to fuck with somebody, some of these fucking 20-something-year-old kids that are out there selling these programs, and they post these posts, start asking them exactly describe what they're talking about. Right. Like when they say, you know, like let's say they take something that I say or Gary says or Grant says, somebody who's done it for fucking years and years and years, decades, and ask them to explain the concept. Like on Instagram, they'll probably fucking delete your ass and block you. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. they don't fucking know. It's just like a thing to get people, to get other people who don't know to buy their shit because they took a picture in front of their friend's fucking Ferrari at some bullshit airport in front of a private plane that's not even theirs so they could sell a fucking info product. If you're under 20 fucking five years old and you're selling an info product, unless your name is Mark Zuckerberg, or you could prove that you've made fucking nine or eight figures a year for the last fucking three or four years, you have no fucking business selling a goddamn thing. And that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So basically to wrap this section up, you're saying get a very solid core of knowledge, go deep, and then you can add the other stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to learn the rules yeah. of basketball before you become an expert right. at man-to-man, right? right? So that's right. That's what. That's but right. people usually do it the other Say way that around. Again, because that's the truth. You gotta you gotta learn the rules that's of basketball be- before you learn how to do man-to-man. Dude, you you guys, uh, uh, Coach Plain. Wooden, Coach Wooden, yeah, yeah. Go read Wooden, the the tagging in the fucking bio. Yeah, the, I will, the and book. I think it's by Seth Davis, right? Yeah, or, but yeah. it's the book that just says Wooden on it. Okay, you know what book I'm talking about? Yeah. I think it's on our list. It's, it, well, there's there's like a classic one that came out years ago, and then there's a new one no, that's no, awesome. The new one, it's like yeah, this yeah. big, and it's yeah. got his picture on it. It says wooden and gold. Yeah. Put up that book in the link. Guys, buy that book and read that book, because he's a fucking expert on going deep. He understands what going deep means. All right? So read that fucking book. And you're going to learn a shitload about leadership, too. Absolutely. All right. So... First two points, recap those points, and then we'll get on third Okay, point. you can't make it your ultimate goal to solve a single external problem for your customer. You have to make it your goal to solve a universal internal problem. And then the second point is when it comes to educating yourself as an expert, deep is better than wide. In other words, you must master the core material associated with your field or industry, and then you can begin to freelance and, and learn sort of the peripheral information. Right. Now, this third point is something that, I'm very, very passionate about, especially with my own people, okay? So all of my own people who listen to this podcast, pay the fuck attention to this, all right? And I know you know this, but we're going to use this as a, uh, uh, you know, kill two birds with one stone type scenario, so I don't have to talk about it at next month's meeting, all right? And I'm talking to all our Legionnaires, too, the thousands of Legionnaires we have that listen to this. In terms of customer service, this is point three, in terms of customer service, You don't always need to know the answers, but you always need to know and be willing to find the right answers for someone. So many people, especially now, especially in in the age of the internet, are so hungry to, to be, quote unquote, the guy that knows everything that they will fight till the end of time on their point, even when they don't really fucking know the answer, to seem like they're the expert. This is especially true in fitness industry. All right? Let me tell you something. Nobody fucking knows everything. Nobody has all the answers. If you have somebody who you think knows all the answers and they say, yes, I know all the answers, you need to quit following that person for advice because they're lying. They don't fucking know. 
one of the greatest things that you can do, because we always talk about this, how to create a loyal customer. There's three steps. One, you got to educate the customer. Two, the customer has to go out on their own and experience the education that you provided so that they see that it's the truth. And that creates two, which is trust. All right. So you have point one, educate, point two, trust, which creates point three eventually, which is loyalty. All right. So you have educate, trust, loyalty. Now, to get to point three, the customer might have to go back and forth between one and two a number of times. For example, you might have to teach your customer, uh, you know, something. They're going to go out and and find out if you're telling the truth. Then they're going to come back to you and they're going to ask you about something else. And you're going to teach them something else. Then they're going to go back and find out if you're telling the truth. And they're going to go back between educate and trust a number of times. And eventually, that trust is going to turn into loyalty where they don't even question anymore. Now they're just fucking loyal to anything that you say. And, and you can't betray that. Because if you ever get caught betraying that, you're going to fucking lose forever. But the point is, You have educate, trust, loyalty. Now, one of the best ways to create trust with people is to say this. You know what? I don't know the answer, but I'm going to find the answer for you. You know why? Because that's the truth. People are human bullshit detectors, whether you think you're slick or not. One of the biggest problems with salespeople is that they think they're fucking smarter than the customer and you're not smarter than the customer. The customer knows when you're full of shit. You should assume that the customer knows every time you tell them a lie because they fucking probably do. And you don't want to be the guy who fucks up the educate, trust, loyalty progression because you're the guy bullshitting customers. So understand that pretending to be an expert because you're prideful about your own knowledge and saying things that you don't actually know are true is extremely damaging to your business. It's way, way, way more effective to tell the truth and say, you know what, I don't know, but I'm going to find the fucking answer. Because you know what, that's being a human. And people want to do business with humans. They don't want to do business with with, with carbon copy fucking trained, overly professional fucking experts. They don't want to do business with that. They want to do business with people they can trust. And the way that you could trust people is by telling the truth. And sometimes telling the truth means being vulnerable. That means at the risk of looking like you know less than your competitors know. But you know what? That's okay because people like the truth. You know, maybe your competitor does know the answer. You know what? Maybe you need to call the competitor to ask them the fucking question that the customer is asking you to find out the right answer. But let me get, let me give you an example. In our business, we're retail. Um, I'm talking about retail supplements now. Retail supplement business is very fucking competitive because the barrier to entry is so low. It doesn't cost a lot of money to start a start a retail supplement store, and there's really no regulations to getting into it. So because of that, you have a lot of fucking stores out there, a lot of retail stores, and it's always like the same dudes. I call it drunks opening a bar. It's dudes who like to work out. <laughs> who say, oh, I'm going to fucking open a supplement store. They know nothing about business. They're not business people, all right? They're workout people who are going to get into business. And for that reason, you have this ultra-competitive atmosphere that is very lacking in business acumen uh, from top to bottom, which is why our retail stores do so well, because we're fucking business people, you know, and that happen to work out. We're not workout people that know nothing about business. But... What I'm getting at here is we have a policy at our company to where if a customer comes in for a product that we don't carry, we will call and we will find that product no matter what. So take, for example, uh, this situation, which I I was actually there when this happened. We had a, a customer come in and this is back when we had a max muscle, uh, max muscle, was a retail store chain and there was a few of them here in St. Louis and they carry their own product. I forget what it was called. I think it's called max pro or something like that, but it's exclusive to max muscle. So a customer comes in and they said, Oh, you know, I'm looking for this max pro. Do you guys have it? 
And we're like, well, no, that's, you know, that's exclusive to Max Muscle. Now, in most retail situations, in any industry, this is where the fucking associate would start to tell the customer how much better their product was versus how much uh, that product over at the other store sucked. All right. Which is exactly what you don't want to do. Because that customer has already made a decision in their brain that they like that product. And by you trashing that product, what are you doing? You're calling that person stupid. You're saying you're a fucking idiot because you spent your hard-earned money on that product. When in reality, you know, you don't have to do that. The way that you want to earn the business is by telling the truth. So what do our guys train to do? Well, they're trained to solve the fucking problem. Obviously... This customer loved the Max Pro, which we didn't have. So what did our guy do? He calls up fucking Max Muscle and he says, hey, I got Steve down here. I can't remember the customer's name. I got Steve down here. This is this is Tony from Supplement Superstores. I got Steve down here. He wants your Max Pro uh, chocolate. Do you guys have any? And they're like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, can you put one aside for my friend Tony? And they're like, well, yeah. And first of all, the Max Muscle guy is like, Shh, like what the fuck? But the Tony guy who came in for the Max Pro, what do you think his reaction was? What would your reaction be? They're committed to me, not themselves. Exactly. And the po- and, and that's how you have to be in business. Now, did Tony go buy Max Pro? Absolutely. He went and got it because he was blown away by the, what we just did. But what was the story that he fucking told? Was the story he told about Max Muscle or was the story he told about supplement superstores? No question it was about exactly. Yeah. And that's how you have to think about your business. You have to think about what is the customer going to fucking say about me? What is the customer going to post about me? What are they going to fucking tell their friends about me? Because in the long game, that's what matters. All right. And this is a real story. I didn't make this shit up. This happens all the time with us. If we don't have a fucking product, we will we will figure out how to solve the problem. We had a guy call up here at first form. It's actually got posted on YouTube. Uh, I think you can Google it on YouTube. I don't even know if that's... Can you Google shit on YouTube? Uh. You can search for it on YouTube. Um, We had a customer call. And actually, uh, Tyler's brother, Jordan, is one of our main customer service guys. He he called up Jordan on the phone. And uh, I just... This is a weird off-the-subject thing. But, man, we got a lot of sets of brothers and shit that work here at the company. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Yeah, isn't that weird? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's funny because you know you're running good shit when, like... One brother starts working here, or a sister, and then all of a sudden, like the whole family works here. Yeah, it's yeah. the culture. I yeah, mean, right. When my buddy or when my brother gets back from the army, he wants to. Yeah, he wants an interview oh, at S two. Dude, we can't have a. Third I know, right? Here. <laughs> well, you said that about the Taylors too, but yeah, two of those motherfuckers moved from Cali. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, which by the way, we're always hiring great people. Just putting that out there. Right. And we have an awesome program with First Form called the Legionnaire Program, which you can work and learn some awesome skills and make a lot of money doing. Just putting that out there too, man. I'm full of shameless plugs today. You are. I never plug anything though. So, so it's what's okay. the what's the URL that they're supposed to go to? Uh, I don't even. What is the URL for Legionnaires? Well, it's actually it's on. I am firstform.com. Well, right? it, now it's just it's linked on firstform.com. Yes, join yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. So that's where join the team or something. Join the team. Yeah. Go to go to firstform.com and join the fucking team. Mm-hmm. We'll teach you some shit and we'll show you how to make some money. Um, you were talking about the YouTube. Yeah. Video. So so uh, so anyway. We had a guy call. Our people are trained to solve a fucking problem, period. And we had a guy call up and say, hey, bro, uh, I'm looking for spark plugs for my for my truck. And Jordan was like, uh, well, we're a supplement brand. And then it like kicked into him like, oh, fuck. All right. Well, this is a good opportunity for me to like solve this dude's problem and create a fucking story. And this it turns out this guy was like making a YouTube video to show people how we do this. But this kind of stuff happens on a daily basis. So he calls up, Jordan gets on the fucking phone, searches the the area. He's in the state of Washington, I believe, right? Wasn't he? Yeah. And um, searches the area and finds the, the closest place to fi- and then calls the place, finds out what spark plugs are going to be best for this guy's truck. Uh, the, the, good, the good option, the premium option, the middle option, the cheap option tells him where the location is, gives him the prices, gives him his recommendation about fucking spark plugs. Okay? That's amazing. Yeah, we sell fucking vitamins, man. Yeah. But like the point of it is, is that your job is not to fucking solve the problem of just whatever you think the problem is. Your job is to solve the fucking problem no matter what the problem is. 
And that's how you create organic growth. Now, this guy goes and takes this video, posts it on YouTube. Thousands of people see it, and they're like, wow, dude, that's awesome. Now, what's the perception? You see what I'm saying? So, and it goes right along with what we're talking about. Did Jordan know the answer to the spark plugs offhand? Fuck no, he didn't. But what did he do? He went out and he solved the fucking problem and he became the expert. Now, I'm sure if that guy calls and asks for, you know, where to get uh, fucking D cups for his fucking wife, <laughs> Jordan's going to Google that shit and fucking find it. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. you guys have to understand that you're you limiting your expertise around your subject matter and not understanding that to become the, the, the guy who solves all the fucking problems and is able to admit when he doesn't know the answer, but is willing to go fix whatever the issue is, dude, there is nothing more valuable than that. Nothing. The only thing that you can do in business that creates a better story than that is the ability for you to solve a pissed off customer's problem. Because, and, and this is another opportunity to create tremendous value. A lot of you guys will discount situations with customers. When customers are angry, you'll be fucking, you'll, you'll, uh, dude, I hear, we, we see it on Facebook 20 times a day. Oh, I heard this customer come in and he was fucking asshole, blah, 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 blah. Why was he an asshole? He's probably an asshole because your company did something to make him a fucking asshole. So instead of looking at it like, why is this guy being an asshole or taking it personal? How about you try to be empathetic to this guy's situation and remember that in your fucking brain, if you're a loud person and you complain a lot, you're also the same person who praises a lot when shit's amazing. So your fucking most pissed off customers are your greatest opportunity to get somebody to tell an awesome story. So why don't you fix the fucking, throw your pride in the fucking trash empathize with the customer, fucking relate to the customer, explain, apologize to the customer, fix the problem, and then go over the top to, to, to make it an amazing experience so that that customer goes out and sings the praises of you and your company, all right, all over the fucking internet. What if you did that every time you dealt with somebody who was difficult? What, what would happen to your business? How many new customers would you gain from that one pissed off customer? That's how you have to think, you know, and, and a lot of you guys, you, you're so focused on this fucking bullshit, get rich quick, buy a product, uh, you know, from China, sell it on fucking Facebook and make an ROI overnight and blah, 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 that you're missing out on the fundamentals of building a fucking successful billion dollar brand, not million dollar, billion dollar, you know. It used to be it took fucking 30 years to build a billion-dollar brand. Now people are doing it in seven to eight years. We haven't done it yet because we started before technology was able, but I guarantee you in the next three or four years, we're going to hit that mark. You know, so... Uh, Two things real quick. Yeah. I, I love that you mentioned empathy because that's exactly what it is. You have no idea. Uh, you know, out of 10 people, out of 10 disgruntled customers, there's a pretty good chance, I think you would agree with this, there's a pretty good chance that most of them probably just had a crappy day. I mean, most of them came in and, you know, their dad just died or, or what have you. And maybe two out of 10 are authentically horrible human beings. So if you can identify, if you, if you can empathize with them and just say, you know what, there's probably things going on beyond this little you slice remember, of their life. You have to remember too, is that you're being judged when you run a business, you're not being judged just for how your business has treated customers. You could treat customers like gold from day one, all fucking day, 24 hours a day, the best service in the world, but you're not being judged against that service. You're being judged against the service that this person is typically used to. For example, all of us listening hate going to the cell phone stores. We hate it. Right. There's not one, I've had every fucking cell phone provider, all of them. They all suck. What if one of them came out and fucking became the customer's company, right? We would still go into that. And that, let's say we went in there and they fucking rolled out the red carpet and made us feel like motherfucking king of the earth. We would still go in there with that anxiety at least the first time that this is going to suck. And that's no different than when customers walk into your business with an issue for the first time. They think they're going to get the runaround. They think they're going to get treated poorly. They think that they're going to get this bullshit answer or they're not going to get their issue solved. And 
because that's what they're used to, you're going to have to pay the toll for that at least the first time. But be thankful for that because when customers come in expecting negativity or or a tough situation or the runaround and you give them the exact opposite, your competition just created a situation for you to stand the fuck out to where you're going to directly have an opportunity to deal with more customers and gain more customers over the life of your business than if the competition was running a better operation. So be thankful for anybody who has an issue and use it to your advantage. Be smart enough to throw your pride out the window and relate to this person so that you could create a situation where they're not just going to bring you one of their friends, they're going to bring you all of their fucking friends. That's what business is about right now. It's about utilizing our ability to communicate instantly through social media, cell phones, technology, and allowing those tools to work for you because you created such an amazing experience that we it doesn't take eight years to gain three customers off of this person. It takes one fucking day if you provide that kind of experience. And dude, you know what? I don't mind sharing this information because I know a lot of our competitors listen because they're not willing to fucking do the work because the shit takes effort. It takes actual caring. And a lot of people, no matter how many times I preach this or say this or they read it or whatever, hear it, they're never going to do the fucking work it takes to make that situation happen. They're just not because it takes a lot of fucking emotional investment. So you mentioned empathy. You mentioned admitting when you're wrong. Uh, being a real human being, you told a story about about Jordan. What I hear you saying is that there's literally no better time than now to monetize being a decent human being. <laughs> it's the only way. That's why when we talk about, if you go back and listen to the Morality of Money podcast that we did fucking a year over a year ago, that's why it's so funny to me when people say like, oh, you know, so-and-so, is he's driving a Rolls Royce because he fucks all these people over. Motherfucker, I couldn't drive a Rolls Royce if I fucked everybody over because everybody would know that I fucked people over and I wouldn't have any fucking customers. So there's never been a, there's never been a time in history ever where your income is in direct proportion to the amount of good you do for other motherfuckers. It's never been this way. It's never even been a possibility. Now it's the only way. Now, if you want a Lamborghini, if you want a fucking yacht, you want the big fucking house, you better be really good and make people say, fuck yeah, I love that company, I love that product, I love that service, and you know what? I feel great about supporting them because they do the right fucking thing by people. It's the only way to succeed right now. It's the only way. Are there companies that still succeed because for the last 70 years, they've been able to lie to customers about their products and services. Yes, there are companies that still operate that way. A lot of them, a lot of them. They're, but they're, but you're seeing those companies get really fucking hurt right now. You're seeing those companies dying. You're seeing them, uh, you know, their their businesses are drying up in favor for people who put fucking other people first and solving the problems first. It's just the way it is. And so the morality of money. What your parents always said, you know, oh, I, I uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to make that kind of money because I, I, I'm not comfortable dicking people over. That's not reality anymore. You can't do it anymore. You just can't. Right. It, it doesn't exist. If you are listening right now and you don't own a business yet, you cannot make money long term by screwing people over because people will find out. The Internet's too fucking fast. Well, look, I mean, regardless of what factors in the story we're not aware of, look at what happened to United with the perception of lack of compassion cost them $800 million. In a day. In a day. In a day. Right. So it's... I mean, you could argue the... You could, you could argue who was it right or who was wrong or the contributing factors. At the end of the day, they fucked up bad. Right. And it cost you know, them. So on that note, though, you're always talking about sensory acuity, meaning knowing how to read a situation, knowing how to read people. This is a little bit off the topic, but I think it's relevant to, you know, the overall entrepreneurial endeavor. What would have happened if somebody in United would have looked at that situation and said, this guy looks bothered in a way that is beyond normal. Like he's 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 he looks like he's going to lose it. So maybe just say, OK, we're not going to press it with this guy. We're going to pick somebody else. Look, man. 
at the end of the day, all they had to do, all they had to do was say, because they were, I believe, I don't know the exact facts, but um, I believe that they were offering like $800. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. All they had to do was say, we'll offer $2,000 to anybody get off the fucking plane. They would have six people jump up. It would have cost them a little bit more money, and this shit wouldn't even happen. Right. Period. I'm yes. sure they could have got somebody with 800. Hey, does anybody want to take this fucking no, no. travel? Voucher? I think that's where they were at was 800. They were at 800. But my point Nobody is, is that to, but yeah, you're if right. they would have kept raising the money, yeah. they would have they, they would have said, all right, 1600, people would have jumped the fuck up. And and it would have cost them an extra 800 bucks as opposed to 800 million. Right. And they could have had fun with it. They could have been like, all right, well, we're going to have a we're going to have an auction and we're going to yeah. go up and up and up until Dude, everybody Look, man. Yeah, no, you're a, right. It's a cultural it's a cultural penny pinching short term mentality that fucking killed it, killed the whole situation for him. Right. It, that that problem is indicative of quote unquote policy, and and policy is not a good thing when it comes to business. You have to allow your people to do what they feel is right on the spot. Now, and. You know, the reason that didn't happen is I'm sure they have written in their policy somewhere where we cannot go above $800 per fucking blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that rigidness and their inability to train their people in a cultural mindset of like do the right thing and what needs to be done for the company and for you and give them the flexibility to do so just cost them fucking almost a billion fucking dollars. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Dude, there's all kinds of crazy stories like that in business. But I mean, it's it's reflective of a cultural mindset that is flawed. You know, and at the end of the day, you always have to consider the long term cost versus, you know, versus short term. You know what I mean? Is 800 bucks worth fucking 800 million? I mean, you have to be pretty fucking stupid to think so. Right. You know, but it's that's fucking corporate America, man. I just have to say it is amazing how all of this stuff is tied into, you know, it's just it's all integrated Um, because. I'm guessing that in a lot of cases, those companies have people who can't make those kinds of smart, savvy decisions. No, no, because, no. Be, well, what I'm saying is, in some cases, that's true because what they're doing is, you know how you've talked about um, there are some companies that just want their employees to be cogs because they're worried that if they develop them, they'll go somewhere else. I think that probably happens in some, in yeah, some companies. Yeah, because it's a selfish mentality. Right, that's what like, I'm saying. Dude, look, man, your mentality as a fucking business owner should be with your employees I'm going to develop them as much as I fucking can and without the fear of them leaving. And if they become more valuable, they produce more, I move them up in my company. That's how your company's going to fucking grow. Right. You know what I mean? Not like, oh, I can't let this dude do this because if I do this, he's going to ask me for $2 more an hour. Well, how about you encourage him to do that shit so that they grow as well? Because if they're growing and you're growing, who isn't winning in that situation? Right. But they don't do that. The no, people stay cogs. That's why fucking... And then they that's have, why, make dumb choices. Yeah, but that's why so many companies, quite honestly, suck. Right. That's why they have a hard time paying their bills. It's, it all comes down to scarcity mentality, which we could do a whole podcast on this fucking idea. But it all comes down to like, you know, if, if that person becomes better or costs me more money than... Uh, it's going to, co- they're not thinking of the extra revenue that that person's skills are going to bring in over the long term. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like Tyler, like, you know, Tyler has huge goals and aspirations. Do I want him to hit those aspirations? Yeah, because if he gets to the point where I have to fucking pay him for the amount of money that he wants to make, guess what? The whole company's going to make a lot more fucking money. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it, it, I want that to happen. I want, I want that to happen everywhere. And like these companies that think, in a, in a scarcity way, they're not thinking the right way. They're just not. Dude, the fact of the matter is, is there's a lot of motherfuckers who own businesses that aren't entrepreneurs. They're business owners. They're not big thinkers. They don't understand business. They, they're they happy making fucking what they're making and where their business is. And if you're working in a business like that right now, you owe it to yourself to be aware of that situation and get in with a group that is aggressive, that wants to grow, that wants to fucking win, and wants you to progress. I don't know, like firstform.com. <laughs> How about that for a motherfucking plug? Hey, hey, guys, it's hard to believe that some of you don't know about uh, Andy's social media platforms, his connections, and our website. But based on the spike in our download numbers in the last couple months, we have a lot of new listeners. So I'll just prompt you to share your social media contacts. Yeah, guys, Andy Frisella uh, on Instagram, YouTube, Andy Frisella, uh, starting a new YouTube show, Frisella Factor. Uh, we just filmed the first two episodes uh, last week, and they should be up this week. Uh, it was awesome. We had a lot of fun. I yeah, think it's it going to be really cool. Um, 
It's Q&A format. So if you guys have questions, uh, like you're listening to the podcast right now and you have questions and you want those questions answered because we don't do Q&A format here, that's going to be where you want to submit the questions and where they can submit the questions is askthemfceo.com. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Askthemfceo.com. You go in, you fill out your question, you submit it. And then we answer it on the YouTube show. So if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you need to go subscribe to the YouTube channel because that's where we're going to do our Q&A. Um, Absolutely. The other thing, guys, is themfceo.com. But you can also type in andyfrasella.com because we're in the process of kind of, ex- I mean, expanding the brand. Expanding the brand yeah. And it's going to go more than, obviously, with the Frisella factor, it's going to go beyond the MFCO project. But right. we're still going to stay true to the podcast. Yeah. And guys, um, also... If you listen to the podcast today and, you know, we don't run Facebook ads for, to grow our listeners or any of that shit or, or pay to advertise. It's all organic growth. Uh, you know, we've gotten over a million follow or a million listeners every month uh, all off of you guys. I appreciate that. And, and we're trying to grow the mentality here. We're trying to help people become successful uh, in this day and age without all the fucking bullshit. And we're trying to correct a lot of failed strategies in coaching, counseling, and parenting, uh, you know, through this podcast. So if you have someone who's like-minded, if you have someone who is out there who wants to succeed, but isn't exactly sure. And you think you're finding value through the, the content we put out, dude, share, share with a friend, you know, that's, that's what I ask. Like just share with one friend, you don't got to tell everybody you don't have to you know fucking scream it from the mountaintops which would be cool if you did but Mm -hmm. you know at least get us one person that's all we ask so uh outside of that um check out the Priscilla factor youtube show uh it'll be up this week i think we're gonna post the first one uh before the end of the week this week today is tuesday so you know before the end of the week and uh guys we'll hit you up next time